Welcome to the Entourage Podcast. My name is Paige Scott, and I'm going to be your host. Entourage Ministries gets its inspiration from Psalm 6811 that says, The Lord gives the command, and a great army of women proclaim the good news. Entourage is a multi-generational, multi-denominational, multicultural women's ministry based in Durant, Oklahoma. Join us today as we dive into truth from the Word so that your heart and spirit may be encouraged. He never moved, and I cried the whole time, and I had no idea why I was so emotional about this until about three days later. About three days later, as a turn of events would happen, the Lord got me up in the middle of the night, and I I apparently didn't pay attention the first time He got me up, so He got me up again and again. Until I finally sat down and said, okay, I'm listening. At midnight, the vacuum cleaner went off. Apparently, my youngest had also reprogrammed the vacuum. So now vacuum at midnight, which is not a good time when you have four small sleeping children. So I got up and I turned the vacuum off. I went back to bed. And the dogs, they bark and bark and bark and bark. And usually I can sleep through that. And I turn the sound machine up. I still can't go back to sleep. So at three, my youngest gets up. And his request is always, sit in your chair. There's a chair in his room, and that's where I sit when he goes to bed because it makes him feel safe that I'm there. And so I go in there, and I sit down, and I sit there for 10 minutes, and he crashes, and I get up, go back to the bed, and I'm like, all right, I got it. And no, and let me tell you, when this boy gets up, he gets the whole house up. And when he first came, he screamed, and now he beats on the door. And when he beats on the door, you think the sheriff is there. He bangs on the door. So I jumped out of bed, and I go back in there, and I sit down. And this time, I just said, all right, God, it's 3.45. I'm going to get up in an hour and a half anyway. I'm up. What have you got? And so he took me back to that blog post I'd written. And looking back at it now, I see how incredibly ignorant it was (laughs) because I have been meditating about the shepherds. I feel like my life resembles a lot of what the shepherds do. They did the same thing day after day. It was messy. It smelled bad. And it wasn't really appreciated. And so he brought me back to my youngest, standing in awe, and and gave me this picture of Christmas lights in the daytime. They're still beautiful, right? And the music is still lovely. But when you turn the lights off, it's breathtaking. And I saw the shepherds. And they literally stood in awe. Because the light was so bright. And the noise of the glory of God was so loud that they couldn't do anything. They were terrified. So I'm going to read you out of Luke 2. And then I'm going to unpack three things that the Lord has unpacked for me through this shepherd journey. And every time I think, oh, yeah, I got it. Okay, God, I'm, I'm on this. I got what you're saying. And then he just rolls out some more. And so um, in Luke 2, verse 8, it says, In the same region, shepherds were staying out in the fields and keeping watch at night over their flock. Then an angel of the Lord stood before them, and the glory of God shone around them, and they were terrified. But the angel said to them, Don't be afraid. For look, I proclaim to you good news of great joy that will be for all people. Today, in the city of David, 
a Savior was born for you, who is the Messiah, the Lord. This will be a sign for you. You will find a baby wrapped tightly in cloth and lying in a manger. And suddenly there was a multitude of heavenly hosts with, with the angel praising God and saying, Glory to God in the highest heaven and peace on earth to people be favored. When the angels had left them and returned to heaven, the shepherds said to one another, Let's go straight to Bethlehem and see what has happened, which the Lord has made known to us. They hurried off and found both Mary and Joseph and the baby who was lying in the manger. After seeing them, they reported the message they were told about this child, and all who heard it were amazed by what the shepherds said to them. But Mary was treasuring up all these things in her heart and meditating on them. The shepherds returned, glorifying and praising God for all the things they had seen and heard, which were just as they had been told. I, uh, I, so I, I really researched shepherds after this, which I have a basic understanding. But I have an agriculture background, so I kind of knew a little bit about sheep and, and what the shepherds did. And so... I really, I really asked the Lord, like, what, what do you want me to see about this? So in this blog post that I wrote, I said, which, ignorant, trust me, maybe God told the shepherds because they were the only ones who were awake. Well, that's really dumb. Because God doesn't do stuff like that. He told the shepherds because he knew that Jesus would use that to teach the people how he was the good shepherd and what it looked like to follow him. He chose people who understood what it meant for Jesus to be wrapped and in a manger. He took people of the lowest kind and made them messengers. Not only that, they still had the boldness to obey. So this is what God told me. He said, they cho I chose them just the way I choose you. We often feel like, I often feel like I am not qualified to do what the Lord calls me to do. And there are a lot of uh, times in life I think we look at the mountain ahead of us and we think, oh, I want to serve you, but not if I have to take that one. And God says, I chose you. Just like I chose the stinky shepherds who no one wanted to be around. They were far from town. He chose them because he knew that they also had an intimate knowledge of what it meant to shepherd. Because let's, let's face it, I knew sheep were not smart animals because my dad told me this when I was in high school. And I even ran it by him again too for accuracy, so... Uh, he told me once when I asked to show sheep that if I could not, because they were dumb, and if a sheep sneezed, then thought it was sick, then it would die, then his friend would see that he died and he sneezed, and then he would decide to die too. And he said, this is not a good plan. But sheep are, sheep are very unintelligent. 
and they, they go astray, and they get caught in bushes, and they lay down on their back and get stuck. Shepherding is a meticulous job. So the fact that he chose these people, and they were obedient to leave all these sheep unattended and go and see what they had been told. And can you imagine, in this day, can you imagine being the shepherd? And, and seeing the host of angels, and, and they say, go and see. And my first question is, who's going to look after these sheep? But they didn't. They were obedient to the Lord, and they said yes before they even knew what was set before them. Um, the, there's so many descriptions. I just finished a book, which I highly recommend, as the shepherd walks through Psalms 23. And... Um, there are so many pictures in the Bible of what a shepherd does. My uh, Psalm 23, it talks about how he leads them to pasture and he leads them to water. And I thought, no, that sounds common enough. But what you don't realize is that the shepherd goes ahead of the flock beforehand and scouts all these things and pulls the weeds that might be poisonous and trims the briars that might hang up the sheep before he even leads them there. So he goes before them, just like the Lord goes before us. And we don't even realize the briars he trimmed or the weeds he pulled um, because we don't see that. The second uh, reference of shepherds that I, I love, it's one of my favorite places in the whole Bible, um, and it's in, I believe it's 1 Samuel or 2 Samuel. Uh, it's where David talks about how he defends the sheep against the bear. And but right after this, he gives like the most amazing speech in the whole Bible. Please do yourself a favor, read it. I believe it's 2 Samuel 17. Bear with me while I flip. Um, but he he let's see, he tells Saul, or no, not Saul, Goliath. He tells Goliath. It's first Samuel. Just kidding. Oh, look, I have a beautiful coloring sheet marking my spot. So um, the Lord, he says, then David said, the Lord who rescued me from the paw of the lion and the paw of the bear will rescue me from the hand of the Philistine. This is what he says to Saul when Saul's about to, to send him out to face the giant who no one else will face. And then he gives an excellent speech you can read afterwards. But that is another part of the shepherd's job that we don't, we don't see. You never thought, I'm going to herd sheep. I didn't know I was going to fight a bear. Nobody signed me up for that. But those were part of their job. And then again in Luke, um, it says that they count them as they bring them into the sheepfold. And I had no idea what a sheepfold was, so I had to Google that. But it's basically the pens. And so then that took me to John 10 where the Lord talks about, I am the gate. And so the, as these sheep, as we come into the pen, the Lord literally counts each one of us. And so it's just so amazing to me how, how cared for we truly are. And I, I've just been mind blown at the meticulous care that the Lord provides me. Um, so... I say all that to say this. So obedience is, is something the Lord's been working with me on. And um, 
And a couple of months ago, I heard someone say that your success is in the yes. And that really resonates for me um, because there are a lot of times where foster care does not look successful. And we've been in a season of that. And so you look at it and think, what did I miss, God? What did I, what did I do? What did I do wrong? Did, did I not see? Did I see and not acknowledge? And he says to me over again, your yes is your success. They didn't ask who would care for the flock. They simply said yes. And I was reading this book. I've read a lot of books this week. Don't ask me how I do it. But it's called Hind's Feet in High Places. And it's about a, she, or a young girl named Much Afraid and how the Lord shepherds her. And in this, in this passage in the book, she's looking at a path she doesn't want to take. And she's about halfway through her journey. And she doesn't want to go. She said, no, this is not the direction you told me we were going. You said we were going up. This is across a desert and looks like maybe some rangy stuff. I'm not interested in that. I'm interested in going up the mountain. And he tells her that you have to go here first to learn the lessons you need to learn before you can ascend to the mountain. He says, whenever you are willing to obey me, much afraid, and to follow the path of my choice, you will always be able to hear and recognize my voice. When you hear it, you must always obey. Remember, it is always safe to obey my voice, even if it seems to call you to a path that looks impossible or even crazy. And on saying this, he blessed her. And that's what obedience looks like to me, and that's what the Lord has been teaching me in this season. And the third thing um, the Lord really showed me about the shepherds, and this, is, this was the most profound thing to me. After they went and they told everyone who would listen to them, which I can only imagine sounded crazy. Um, you've got shepherds who were stinky and running through the streets, telling about these angels that visited them and told them about this baby, and they went and saw it, and it was real. I can only imagine. Because I could think what I might think. <laughs> but after all of that, they went back to the sheep. Their situation never changed. They were witness to one of the greatest glories of the Lord, that he did not change their situation. They went back to the sheep. But it says that they went back with praise. And this is where the Lord has really been teaching me. He, I, we, I've been praying for a change in my circumstances for eight months. I'm not really good at math. Eight months now. Eight months Every day I say, Lord, today's the day. Today's the day. It's going to change. I know it. And then today's not the day. And I say, tomorrow's the day. Tomorrow's the day it's going to change. I know it. I know it. And for eight months, I've been saying this. So today, 
I'm on my hands and knees, scrubbing the floor. I watch toddlers during the day. I have toddlers. They eat. It falls. I scrub. They eat. It falls. I scrub. And I'm thinking about what I'm going to talk about today and scrubbing spaghetti sauce off the floor, which my youngest proudly says, I did that. (laughs) Yeah, honey, you did. You should scrub it. And I thought to myself, why am I doing this? Why am I even scrubbing the spaghetti sauce off the floor? Because we're fixing to eat lunch, and then there's going to be pizza on the floor, and I'm going to have to scrub it again, and I don't want to. So why can't I just leave the mess? And the Lord said, they returned to their mess with praise and worship and new eyes. And so I, I scrubbed a little more cheerfully. But I went back to what Paige had asked me and thought, the message in the mess. What is the message in the mess? And it's the same message for all of us. And it's the truth that we were chosen, that all he wants is our yes. He has provided everything we'll ever need right here in his Holy Spirit, in his word. And we think we're unqualified. And so we want to say, no, it's not me, but it is. And all he needs is yes. And may you return to your flock, to your mess with praise and worship, because these shepherds return to their mess with new eyes, and we're singing about it thousands of years later. What could you change if you return to your mess with praise and worship and wonder? even if it's spaghetti sauce. (laughs) So I I have found in all this that it also changes my attitude, which changes the whole dynamic of my house. But it it is our job to be shepherds. And we we don't always enjoy the mundane. But it is in those things that God truly blesses us. And if we can look at our circumstances with what God sees it, how God sees it, and think, what are you teaching me? What lesson am I learning on this desert path that I'm going to need in the end? And I want to find that lesson a little faster this time than I did last time. But my prayer for us in this season is that we look at our lives with the attitude of a shepherd and realize that there are people around us that are in our great care. And it's messy, and it smells bad, and a lot of times you don't want to do it, but every single person, every single person is important to him. He goes after one sheep. And so many times in life, I want to blow people off because I'm tired of the mess. 
And the Lord brings it back and said, but you said yes. And I said, mm, but this is, not, this is not what I have planned for this season. This is not what I wanted to do. But when you open your door to that, it is absolutely beautiful. And I, I, hope, I hope that I can see things the way my toddler sees things. Because when we see Christmas lights in the car, you will know he sees Christmas lights in the car. And so I, I want to challenge us to look around our world and see it like a kid sees it. The amazing, beautiful, glorious things God is doing every single day. The weeds he pulled out so that you who knew better would still nip at it. The briar that he rearranged so you wouldn't walk through it again, even though maybe you didn't get your coffee because of it. Or that there are things ahead of us, but he's already gone before us. And he's going to lead us through it. And he's going to follow us. So with all of that being said, I feel like I got really distracted. The three three things that God really showed me about the shepherds were that they were chosen, they were obedient, and they still returned to the mess. But they returned to their mess with new eyes. And so I hope that you can walk through that in this season and return to your mess with new eyes, whatever that mess may be. Uh, Entourage is my favorite Tuesday of the month. That's what I post on. Yeah, it's just the best. Um, But I found out that it was the worst time after Entourage when I went home. Yeah. Uh, Because what happened after Entourage was I got tired and I still had things to do. I I, um, came down from the mountaintop uh, wanting a specific way to be loved by my husband and not having the responsibility but they were still there for me when I came back to my mess. And the Lord told me, you do not understand ministry if you can't take me from church to your home. And he told me that like a year into entourage. took me a whole year. (laughs) Um, And I just wanted to remind you, if you're attacked when you come home after being on this mountaintop high with your girlfriends, um, it's not true. It's not real. It's not who you are. Uh, we can we can show up and love on others and not let the world get the best of us. Mm. So, Lord, thank you for that. Thank you for this strength that we acquire here. But may we really not have your inconvenience of coming here and appreciating what we have and going home and saying, where is it now? It's in us. May we have faith enough. May we have faith enough to know that it's in us, that you are in us and we're your holy temple everywhere we go. We love you. The first Noel, the angels did say, was to certain poor shepherds in fields as they lay. In fields where they lay keeping their sheep on a cold winter's night that was so deep. No, well, 
today. For more information about Entourage Ministries, visit our website at entourageministries.com or visit us on Facebook or Instagram. 